0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezalel Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Ches in We, all, as always, we're learning Nishmas um, Zev Ben Aaron Alevi We have two more dedications, uh, so we're going to be doing the Seder on Moed. We didn't do that yet. This parim will be my father's thirtieth year of sight, Shalom, um, and so. More on that, and God willing, we'll have shir on Purim on uh, on Purim morning. <laughs> <laughs> so Goranowitz is here. He wants to know what happened to my outfit, and that brings me to our dedication. Uh, unfortunately, somebody that you know, Guranowitz, yeah. Bob Dickstein, uh, is uh, Allah right. passed away. We're we're going to his levaya today. Dickstein? Yeah. Is he the brother? Yeah. So going to levaya today. Where? Baruch Ruvain, Ben Shlomo Zalman. Oh, I'm sorry, that. And so we're learning oh, today, and Nishmaso. Wow. We used to refer to him, um, my sister in law, my wife's sister Miriam, and her husband David hosted him a lot for, for, uh, for Pesach. Wow. yesterday we learned Mace Mitzvah. He's, he's a little bit of a Mace Mitzvah. He, he lived in Passaic. Oh, this and is the one gonna it's going to be a short, probably graveside thing and then maybe we're going to, to Pesach. anyway long story short right. we lo- we refer to him affectionately by the character that we made for him at the Seder Mo- Moshe Babenu and uh, so he was a really fun uncle wow, I'm sorry, and I so yeah, yeah. I grew he grew up in Laurelton. Laurelton he grew up with Bob essentially all right all uh, of Shalom the, uh, Edward Bob. all right so we're early we're learning also oh. the Shalom I have an Aliyah what what uh, elmont. elmont Yeah, where uh, where I believe the uh, his parents are buried, okay. okay, so now seven lines down from the bottom of wow. Zion and bays right. okay let's let's uh, let 's reorient we 're analyzing the concept of once Yibum is allowed for Aius ach, then it should also be allowed for the other Arias right and we had precedents for that, so just to remind you again, initially, we said that the reason why. We need the Pasuk of Alea, right? We were talking about how are we going to know, why would we even ever think that the Arias would be allowed? So we tried, we say no. Then we tried, we said, uh, other examples that maybe it's a Klaluprat and a few of the hermeneutical principles of Ravishmael. And we said, maybe that's how we learn. Um, uh, the fact that maybe from there we should have already known that our are going to be mutter for Yubim. For we said, no. Uh, and we explained why that wasn't the case. And then we were in the middle of explaining the fascinating case where we sprinkled the blood on the digits of the Mitsorah, And we have the fascinating halacha that once the mitzora, right is allowed... Why? Because the police, the alarm gone on. Oh, wow. Once the Mitzorah <laughs> is allowed to, uh, to enter, um, again, into the Malkin once we're saying that we could, he could stick his digits into the Chatzah for purposes of getting, right, uh, into the Sharni Kanoah for purposes of getting sprinkled with the blood, uh, then even if he became a Baal after he dunked in the Mikvah, so we're going to allow him, which implies that we have this principle that once the Torah has already allowed you, so it's, it's, it's a sort of a variation on the theme of a Seiduch Elot um, in a way, right? Because, but not really. In other words, because what we're doing is we're taking a case. This is really, it's, we'll call this one riding the coattails, Andrew. We're taking the case where we know, it, where we know it's Muttar. So in the case of the mitzvah, we know we have an unusual situation where we're letting the mitzvah enter, right, penetrate deeper into, towards the Chatzar than we thought for the case of purification. The Torah tells you that. So once We're going to let the mitzora do so. We're going to let the um, we're going to let the Valkyrie aspect of him ride the coattails of the mitzora and kind of sneak in like a Trojan horse, if you will. So similarly with Yibum, we already know that the Aishas Ach is allowed because that is, in fact, what Yibum is. So we're going to let the other Arius sort of sneak in like a Trojan horse, uh, ride the coattails, uh, as it were. If you want the Harry Potter reference, they're both under the invisibility cloak, etc. Sure. Were you living for this? Oh, no, no this is not for now. No, no, because Bob, you know, Bob used to come to you. Good morning, Bob Barry. Used to come to you. Yes. So you no, no, no. So Bob didn't come to me so much. He did. He used to come to us when we were in Passaic. Oh, and, Passaic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah. was close with Freud. Freud was the one that got the call. My other brother-in-law. Um, we're go- going to. We're learning in Nishmas mm-hmm. Barhurvain and Ben Shlomazamen, my uh, wife's uncle. So we're going to Levaya today. And so I grew and Barry. Okay, so let's go. Andrew, ready? All right, Barry. I, I, I did. I did what you asked me to do. And so now we're starting seven lines up from the bottom of uh, of Zion and Bays. Here we go. Okay, so this is a detail. The question is this idea of. This idea of going in and following the coattails of the mitzvah that once he becomes a Valkyrie he can go in um, and get purified. So, according to Rabbi Yochanan, there isn't even this is a fascinating idea. There isn't even an asay Midorisa here that allows him right to go, but re- that allows the Yom to enter um, right the um, the uh, to get purified. But that is actually only. A um, derabanan that he's not allowed. Shneimar, because we learned in the pasuk in Divra Yamin Beis VeYamid Yosha'fat beKali Yudal ifnei haChatzer that Yosha'fat right was in front of the Chatzer haChadasha. Wait a minute, the new courtyard, my Chatzer haChadasha. What's the new courtyard? Amr Byokran, shechitshu baDvarim. That in that sense it was new shechitshu baDvarim veAmru t'vul yom loykanes laMachane Leviyah. That it is in fact a derabanan dispensation that says that it's t'vul yom can't enter the Machna So therefore that restriction, right, where Balkari can't enter is really actually Durabanan. So that takes a little bit of teeth out of the idea that he um, out of the idea that it's a Dhar raisa overriding a Dor Raisa, but be that as it may, right? Still a Matsaru yom is allowed to insert his digits into the Chatzer in order to purify them. And and therefore we're going to now Bring it home with Ula, who's going to try to compare it to Ubum. as the Gemara says. Ula, Matam. What is the reason that we're going to let the mitzora, right? We're going to let the mitzora stick his hands in, even if he's a to carry because Hoil also that because, just because, and again, we're going to call it the Trojan horse or the coattail riding the coattails principle. Once he's permitted, despite being a mitzora. We're even going to permit it despite being a carry, And so the Gemara does not spell it out. But what the Gemara is trying to do is create right, an uh, equivalent idea by yibum. Whereas once you're mutter, you should also be mutter for any of the other raios that we're going in. It goes in on the coattails. So it's different than I say, do chalot, I say, it means that once we allow this, so then we can sneak in the other dispensation as well. So the Gemara now is going to challenge us. It says, In other words, it's really the case of the Mitzor, similar to the case of the Yibam. So now we're going to poke holes into what the difference is based on timing. Look at this. Timing is everything, Geronowitz. What's the timing? Like this. Let's say I have a case. So remember, our case as we always have it now is that Ruvain dies childless and his brother Shimon Right, takes over and he has to marry one of uh, Reuven's right, uh, co-wives. So, let's say Reuven, and so in this case Nasa So I can understand in a case where Reuven got married first. Why? Because if Reuven got married first and then let's say, let's do the simplest case, where Reuven and Shimon marry sisters. Okay? So now the two are arayas to each other. Right? They are arayas to each other um, aside from Eshes Ach, there's also Achos Ishta, which is always not allowed, right? So let's say the Reuven and Shimon marry sisters. So Reuven is the one that's going to die first, childless, Khalila. So let's say he dies first. So what happens is, the In that particular case, right, what's going to happen is the, the, a uh, relationship of Eshes Ach was created first. In other words... One, so and had the ma- let's say got married first, and then Shimon gets married a year later. Uh, they happen to be married to sisters, but the moment right that Shimon married the sister, she was at the time she was right um, at the time at the moment that the, the, his wife's sister became aishus ach, she also was achos ishto. So that's okay because after all. You're going to have the two riding each other's co- co- coattails. In contrast, it would be the, f- the following case. Right? So, if, in fact, Shimon married right, the sister first and then Reuben married her, then Iser Achos Isha Kadim. Why? Because at that moment, right, again, if Shimon's married to a woman and then Ruven marries her and everyone's alive, so then you have the Iser of Achos Isha first right? And then, when Shimon dies, so I think the first case must have been different. Did he have to marry her? Right? That's what the Gemara is going to ask now. So the Gemara is going to say, Right? The only way that that really actually works, right, is if is if Reuven, what the Gemara is saying, is the only way that actually works is if Reuven dies first. Why? And this is important. Because the whole idea of Eishas You'd never be able to marry an ashesach, obviously, right? Um, you're not allowed to marry an ach, But, obviously, in the case of Yibum, you are allowed to marry an ach. So if he dies first... So this is a crazy case, Andrew. Just let's, let's, let's explain what the case is. The case is, Reuven gets... Right, Reuven gets uh, married to, let's say, Leah. And Shimon gets married to Rachel, Okay. And then Reuven dies childless. Okay, so then Reuven dies childless. Now, Shimon is supposed to do Yibum with Leah, right? He's supposed to do Yibum with Leah. Um, But instead, he marries Rachel. Now, why would you do that? (laughs) Right? In other words, Reuven already died. He marries Rachel, and then he does Yibum with Leah. That would be a case. Why? Because prior to marrying Rachel, Shimon had, right, a connection to Leah as a Yavama. Okay? That is the only case. Because don't forget, every other case, the ach and the Ashishach are really simultaneous, right? In other words, and not really simultaneous. In other words, if any time that Shimon, this is the easiest way to say it, I think. (laughs) Any time that Shimon gets married, right, to... Rachel, before Reuven dies, then the Achos Isha, right, is going to be created prior to the Eishas Ach, right? And the Eishas Ach is really what Yibum is allowing, right? So if you want to do this principle where one goes in before the other, then you have to create a scenario where the Eishas Ach connection precedes the Achos Isha connection. Now when two husbands are marrying two sisters, when is the Eishas Ach connection going to come first? It's going to come first through Yibum. So what would ha- have to happen, right, because otherwise you're not allowed to marry an Eshoshach, right? So what would have to happen is that the, but you're not really allowed to marry Achos, ish, uh, achos Ishto either, but she's not really Achos Ishto, it's an Isser. See, it's an Isser to uh, to marry Achos Yevamo. Right, it's not, but but the kedushin is chal. That's what Tosos explains. Tosos says that that's, you're not allowed to do that either. So it does get a little bit complicated, but suffice it to say that this case would work. And the reason I'm spending so much time explaining the case is because the Moskana, we're going to say, uh, according to at least one line of thinking, that this is what the Aleha is referring to. In other words, according to this line of thinking, that we're using the coattails principle that the Eishes Ach is kind of riding. Uh, is going to carry along with it on its coattails the akhosisha according to that sheeta right this is the only case where it actually happens where you first have ishakh so when do you first have ishakh so again two brothers marry two sisters one of them dies childless now the other one falls to you well no I'll say it again the sequence is important Ruvain is married to Leah Shimon can is 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 single Ruvain dies Leah becomes available to Yibum, to Shimon. Shimon is supposed to take Leah in Yibum. He does not take her in Yibum. Instead, he marries her sister, which is a weird thing to do, Andrew. And he's not supposed to do that, Midor but he does it anyway. But guess what? The halacha is, in that case, and only in that case, the Eishas-Ach connection that Leah has, right? Leah was the widow. The Eishas-Ach connection that Leah has to Shimon is going to is going to supersede the achos isha, and in that case, he can do what ibum and be married in the end to two sisters, because in that case, the achos isha the achos isha is going to be superseded and ride the coattails of the achos ach. And basically, this is another way of saying that the mitzvah case is not that applicable to what we thought. Right? It's the coattails has to be in a very specific case. Okay. What are you Basically what we're trying to say is the, the, again, the Pasuk says Aleah. Right. And when the Pasuk says Aleah, uh, it creates it teaches us that you can't have, do Yibum on a rias. And w- this whole time we've been trying to figure out well, why would we ever think that you could do Ebemarai's? First, we thought maybe it's because Asse Dochelosa says, no. Then we said maybe it's one of the two principles of Rabbi Shmal. And we said, no, those don't teach you, right? Because said, is not say And the principles of Rabbi Shmal didn't fit either when we compare them to Chilas uh, um, uh, right, And then we got into now. This idea of maybe it's more like a matzora where one kind of rides the coattails of the other. But what we're pointing out now is that that doesn't, the sequence doesn't add up. In other words, the cases don't match up. Yibum is not like the matzora, as the Gemara continues to say, El Anasa Mes Velo Mes, that if Ruvain, right, if the Ruvain, uh, Nasa mace Velo so let's say, uh, Ruvain married Leah, and he didn't immediately die, and then Ve'achachach Nasachai, right, and then Shimon married his sister Rachel, then lo ichz leiklal. So that at the time, right, so, so Shimon was never fit to marry, right, the Yavim at all. In other words, Shimon was never fit to marry um, Leah at all, right, because she became his sister's, his wife's sister simultaneous, as she was his brother's wife. So milo mudi ula shimra keri b'leil Shemini. So now we're going to say the reason that case doesn't work is because if you carried it out to the right, if you walk me through it and 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 carried out to the case of the Mitzorah and create the full analogy, would you not agree? Would Ula himself not agree that if this Mitzorah, sheimar carry b'leil Shmini, that if he saw this carry the night before sheidin machnes Yodov Livhonos, right at that point we're not going to let him stick his digits into the chazer. Why? Because shelo yotze Shi sheiruia lahavi because the time that became a, carry, a carry, um he had still not come out of his state of Tsaras. So that's what's going on. In other words, right? The state of Tsaras had not yet left him. And the whole point is that what we're saying is that when he leaves the state of Tsaras and he's matiah, he's carrying along with him the state of Kerry also. So that would be only analogous to that very unique case that we just tried to describe, right? Of where, of where Shimon marries Right, Leah's sister. After Leah had already fallen to him to Yibum, so the Gemara is going to concede based on that. Ella that yes, when we saying pasuk. So hecha right? That Reuven married Leah um and then he died And only after, only after Reuven dies and Leah fell to Shimon to Yibum, did Shimon marry Rachel. Okay, that very unique case that we just took great pains to explain is in fact, according to Ulah who compares Yibum to Mitzvah, that is the case that we have, that is the reason that the Pasuk says Aleha, which is a wild, wild opinion, right? It means that the reason why the Torah tells you that you are not allowed to marry, uh, to do Yibum on an erva is because there's this wild case where Shimon chooses Be'isr to marry his Yavama's sister, Before you know, after she had already fallen to him to Yibum, and since in theory he could do that because that's like a matzora becoming purified, that is why the pasuk has to say Aleih to Aser. Right? It's for that case that we have to tell you that you're not allowed to marry Arias. We're telling we're telling Shimon that he's not going to be allowed to do that. Okay. So says the Gemara. So now we're going to say, okay, (laughs) okay, uh, uh, we see you, Ula. That could be shot. But maybe we have a different shot for why we have a layout. for the following reason. Maybe it's the hekesh of What's hekesh of Rabbi He says the Amar Biona be Ravuna the following. A simpler idea. Oh, we don't have to get into kachim here. We don't have to get into the mitzvah here. A simpler idea. All of these abominations in plural. What does that mean? is going to be Kareis, right? This is in the Parsha of Arias. So in the Parsha of Arias, it says anybody who does any of these toevos is going to be, uh, right, is going to be high of Kareis. Says the Gemara, Yeah, that means that all the Arias are actually compared to sharyan. So it's a fascinating thing. By saying Kola Tova what are we doing? We're grouping all the Arias together. Why? So says the Gemara, this is the assertion of Rabbi Yonah, that in what way are we grouping them all together? The, into the Hava Amina? that just like an Eshes Ach is obviously mutter to yibum, all the Arias should be mutter to yibum, and then Kasah Rechmanah Aleha. And that's why the Pesach has to say Aleha to counteract that suggestion and to teach you that in fact, only Eshes Ach is allowed for Yibum, because that's the case of Yibum, but all the other Rayas are not. Well, says the. What do you see out of it? So, 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 we're, so, uh, we're going to tease something out of it in a minute over here, because the fact of the matter is that all the Rayas being grouped together, it's no indication at all that they are grouped together for this purpose to say that they're mutter to do Yibum at all. Says the Gemara. <speaking> see, I'm explaining a little better now. See, I'm explaining a little better now. Let's see. Well, guess what? Ha! The a moment. Everything's a matter of perspective. When it says "call you can see what you want to see, Gerarowitz, and disregard the other possible pshat. All the Arayas are grouped in together. So you want to say that everyone's like a aches ach and can't be good for even. Well, guess what? I could have told you that they're all like achos isha or like all the other. Arias, in the sense that they're not eligible for Yibum. So, how does Kola Arias, grouping them all together, help you? And where in Kola Arias do you see? You'd have to be looking with special, right, uh, biased glasses, if you will, to think that Kola Arias means that they're all mutter for Yibum. On the contrary, almost all of them are also for Yibum. So, maybe that's what it means by Kola Arias, that you can't even do Yibum on an ach or something. Says the Gemara, My Chazes Dakshus Lachos Isha Akshinu Right? Why do you think that that compares them all to Achos uh, Isha, right? Um, and that they're Asafi Yibum. Maybe they're like Eishasach. So the Gemara Iba is Eima l'kula v'chumra makshinan. Well, two possible answers. Number one, right, it's so in other words, we're going back, back and forth, right? Which one are we going to compare it to? So Ravina is going to say, well, when you have an option of taking a whole group and saying, well, the reason they were all grouped together is Lakula. Or you could say the reason they're all grouped together is l'chumrah. So you know what? Better play it safe. This is the play it safe option of bringing it all khumra, which is to say that, you, that, that none of them are allowed to ibum Or i'b'ay's e'ma, h'achatresur v'hachatresur, right? That in any of the cases of an erva where it's other than an ach, so for example, if you have an achos ishto, so then all the other cases... By definition, as we've already mentioned multiple times, when you're doing ibum, you're doing it on an eishasach. So therefore, if you're another type of erva also, so then you have Trey right? Both Eishasach and let's say achosishto. So all the other cases, that's what it means. It says Achatrey Yisure, Achatrey Yisure. All the cases are more than just aishasach; They're multiples of Arias. And therefore, Trey Mitrey Alfinan. And in that sense, all the other Arias other than Eishasach are more similar to each other in this larger grouping than they are to Eishasach. And therefore, it shall all be learned Le-Iser, right? Utrei Yalfinon. That's what makes them all, right, similar. Avalach, But the case of an Eishasach is only one Eishasach. That's the only case. Utrei mechada lo yalfinon. And therefore, it does not make sense that we're going to learn and say that all the Arias are Eishasach, like Rubiona like suggested. But rather, it makes more sense that all the Arias are in fact brought together, right, in order to so we're kind of knocking out Rebiona saying it makes more sense that all of them are brought together to say that they are in fact Osir, uh since they have that one uh, prohibition. Fine. So, th- so therefore, we, don't need, we wouldn't need the Pasuk of Alea to teach you that it's Aser according to that. So we knocked out Rebiona, and now we're actually going to change gears, guys. Here's where we change gears. How are we going to change gears? Well, Rabbah's going to introduce a whole new thing up until now we were bringing all the reasons why we might have thought that an erva is is putter to a yavam. And up until now, we thought that the pasuk aleha means that it's coming to teach you that an erva is usur to do yibuman. But here's where we change gears, Andrew. Now we're going to say aleha isn't teaching you that an erva is allowed to do yibuman. In fact, we're going to say ain hachinami. We knew that you're not allowed to do yibuman an erva. But guess what we didn't know? And guess what the topic of our Mishnah is? The Tzara Serva. The Tzara Serva. Now, that's a Chiddush. That's a Chiddush indeed, Barry. Uh, who, who? That Tzara Serva is usur. That you need a Pasuk for indeed, right? That's not even an erva, you is need it? A pasuk, why do you need a pasuk for that? Yeah. So that's what our Leah is teaching you. That's what... Right. So that's what... You need what, a pasuk for that? Well, you need a Pasuk because you would not have intuited that. Why would a Tzara Serva be usher for you, That's a perfect solution. A, the, the man died a childless. It's a nebuch. But, at least he was married to two women, and one of them isn't an erva. Let's perform yibam on her; that would be perfect, right? Oh, no, okay. so so for that you need a pasuk. Rava Amar, erva lotzri It's not that the erva needs a, a pasuk. Erva always was going to be asur yibam. Rather, de'enase as we've been explaining. All right? We, we spent three blot explaining that an ase is doche losase, but not a losase she is bakaris. You'd have to be crazy to think that you could do yibim on an erva. Rather, ki kra, mesar tsara. The whole pasuk of Alea is coming to teach you that the tsara is also for yibim. So wait a minute. First of all, let's just do the erva lotzvi Are we sure that an erva doesn't need a pasuk of <laughs> So now we're going to say, uh, not so much from the pasuk, but from what we've learned already the brysa that we learned on Gimel Amit Bez made it sound like everything in other words there's a reason why we've been talking about an erva up until now and we didn't make it up the brysa made it very much sound like the topic was whether the erva needs a pasuk at all after all the brysa says vatanya Ainli elohi remember we said ah Ainli elohi we said the pasuk of aleha is teaching you that you can't do yibum and we said Ainli elohi tzerasu minayin so that that whole thing made it sound like in fact the erva was usur so says the Gemara. The Brisa said Ainli Elohi. What did that mean? The so Rav says no Mishum Tsarasa. He's reinterpreting the Brysa. When we said Ainli Elohi Tzarasa Minayin, we were just saying uh, a little bit not what it sounds like, which is to say Ainli Elahi was referring to the Torah all along. Wow. It was. It was yeah, it doesn't sound like it, right, Geronowitz? But it's not. Doesn't sound like a bunch in the Brisa. But that's how Rabbah re- interprets the Brisa in order to fit this shot that Alea was always talking about the Torah, not about the ever itself. But now it gets worse. It says, Yeah, but the B'raisa also has, uh, later on in the B'raisa, the following clause, Ha'in, when it says, the, it sounds like it's talking about the Arias themselves. The Arias themselves are excluded for Yibum. So that really, really implies that we need to learn it from the Pasukalea. So the Gemara says, No, Rabbi would say even there, Mishum That's because of the Tsaras. But the Pasuk isn't needed because of the tsara, But that is not needed for the erva. It's only needed because of the tsara. Okay. So Tashma. Are we still sure about this? Rabbi Omer V'lakach Ul Kacha V'yibim This is the B'risa where Rabbi is saying that when we're talking about yibum, and we say V'lakach Ul right, and V'yibimah has the M'apik Hay there all of that is lesar tsaras Ve'arayas. In other words, we have a brysa where Rebbe himself was learning within the psukim, the idea that Tsaras and Arias are actually need to be forbidden at the same time. Well, again, we're trying to say that Tsaras, that Arias were never going to be mutter and that Tsaras and Arias have totally different dinim. That is the that is the basic underpinning of Rava's pshat, and yet, now we're seeing that Rebbe uh, clumps them together in the Pasuk. He thinks is, is teaching that you together, that you're not allowed to, right? That, that, you're, that you have to take her for Yibum. So somehow it's coming to forbid the Tsaras and the Arias and by clumping them together, you're creating a problem for Ravah's Pshat who thinks that Tsara are, are a whole different limud altogether. So Ravah has to respond to this by by changing what that price means by al as follows says "Rabba, just like he said before ama lesart saras shall ariyas that whole thing of the yamal kha is still as he was saying about everything it's not referring to the Arias themselves but all of that is only referring to the saras another way of saying this andrew is that in order to fit his shot again his shot is that we're only talking about saras now not the Arias. The Kiddush is that Zarus. In order to fit that, he has to take all the braces that sound like they are talking about Arias and just repurpose them and say that they are only all talking about Tsaras. Put everything into the world of Tsaras instead of the world of Arias. Wow! But now the Gemara says, "Wait a minute." My love, that's an interesting question, right? Rabbi said, "If he's only trying to teach, right." that both of them are for Tsaras, then why is he saying both Limudim? Doesn't it make it sound like one of them. In other words, why, if it's all just for Tsar, which is one entity, so that wouldn't it be redundant to have two Psukim, two Limudim? The most logical thing to say would be that one Limud is for the Tzaras and one Limud is for the Yavma. So Ravah has to step in and say, "Lo, I divi I divi in fact, both Limudim, both the Chavima are, in fact, talking about the Tsar. However, why do we need two? That one is trying to tell you that b'mokom mitzvah, right? It's still, the tzara is going to be asr, right? And the other one is trying to tell you that outside of the mitzvah, the tzara is mutter. By the way, that's very obvious, right? What would you say like this? Again, Ruvain marries two women, And one of them happens to be an erva to Shimon. Okay? And then, guess what? Ruvain gets divorced, right? Let's say from the one that's not an erva to Shimon. Could Shimon then marry her? Yeah, why not? You can marry her. She's just a tzara. She has no erva relation to him. That's called shalobah mocha mitzvah, right? It's an irony. It is a little bit of an irony, don't you think? If Ruvain married, right, let's say, Shimon's daughter, but also married Sprinza from the block, so the only way that Sprinza really has any connection to Shimon that's of any Isser is if Ruvain dies and she falls to him in Yibum. In that sense, the fact that she was ever a co-wife with an erav of Shimon makes her usher to him. But in every other world, real world scenario where the relationship between Ruvain and Sprinza dissolves, she's cool, right? She can marry. By the way, don't forget, this is not like Achos Isha. Right? Achos Isha, you can never marry so long as your wife is alive. Right? But an Ach, if he divorces her, she's, you can marry her. Right? If, if, once he, once they're divorced, she's no longer an Aishas Ach. So, therefore, that is what it means. The Mokkah Mitzvah, this Tzara is in fact going to be Asa, which means to say in the context of Yibum, that's the only time that, right, that the Tzara is Asa. That makes Tzara, in the context of Yibum, a Chiddish indeed, right? so how do we know all this? Taima. What's the reason? Because bim yibum So that's what we need the two One Pasukah to teach you that the Sarah is Makimibum And in a case where it's not Yibum, right, there was just some other severance. Um or let's say Rubain had tons of kids. <laughs> he had a gajillion kids, and then he died. Okay, so then he died. So now um Obviously, Shimon can't marry an Erva if she's a surviving widow. But if one of his wives that was left over was not an Erva, then of course Shimon can marry her. Oh, so, Amar Ravashi, Masnisi Nami Daika. Ravashi is going to come to support Rav over here, and he's going to say, This actually sounds like our Mishnah, our very beginning of Rivamas. Why? Because our Mishnah says, Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. It's very interesting. It doesn't teach us that they themselves are potter and they also exempt their Tsar saying. Shmami Na. In other words, the what's the what's the chiddush over here? The chiddish here is that the tzaras are exempt. That truly is. Right? and nashim Tsar You didn't think of it themso- that of it that way. But our Mishnah is very meduyic according to Rava. Our Mishnah never says that the Arayas are Usar. Our Mishnah just said that it's Potros same and assumed that the Arayas are Aser. What was that assumption based on? Well, because it's obvious. Of course the Arayas are Aser. Uh, this whole Aser isn't Doche'a alos to say Sheesh Of course Arayas are aser married. What do you think? Are you doing Yibum on your daughter? That's messed up. No. Elamai, it's the Tsaras that you're learning, according to Rava, from the Psukim. And that's why the Mishnah, in fact, only mentions the Tsaras. Ah... Uh, says the Gemara, so let's go back. So what what why you say? Why the mention why mention the Mishnah mentioned Tsaras? What reason? The Mishnah mentioned because that's the Chiddush. That's the Khidish Quran. Why would the Tsaras be Asar the Ibam? Right. They're perfectly non related. That. So <laughs> that's what the Pasuk teaches you. Right. Of Allah. So says the Gemara, So They went all the all the distance with all these uh Saras you know with the puff. Right, yes. all that. Tsara and Sarasara. Oh, you read ahead. When you, uh, I, I, I'm always going to call you out when you do this. You don't, you guys don't realize. Guranus is reading ahead. He's always asking you the next question in the Gemara. You're cheating. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so let, let's let's go in here. What are we talking about? Okay, she so says, why would an erva ask the Gemara that doesn't need a pasuk? The ain't say doche los I say sheish bakaris right. So we just said the reason why an eruvah doesn't need a pasuk is because I say is not going to be doche los I say sheish bakaris as we've discussed. So we say tzara na milotibayikra. The ain't I say doche los I say sheish bakaris. Rashi has to explain this. In other words, Rashi is saying, guess guess what guys, we did have a pasuk for the tsara. Says Rashi. Alei akorli drasha. The ain't say doche los I say sheish bakaris to chesiv litzara. Remember that pasuk litzara. We said. Right? Was the pasuk mean in the Torah that says that a is aser also? So guess what? That's a los ha se also. So so guess what, Rava? We don't need you for tzara. We don't need a layoff for tzara either. So Amar mishmei the Rava. Let's explain this in, in the name of Rava. Tzara na milo kra ki kra cliffhanger. As we turn to Chesam Beis, what was the pasuk needed for the mishrei tzara shelo mitzvah. Right, to allow you, oh, counterintuitive, that, in other words, because of the apostolic we know that Atsara is also Asafi yibum. And once we know that Atsara is also Asafi Yibam, we might think that if, let's say, Reuben had a gajillion kids and then died, so then Shimon would not be allowed to marry Sprinza from the block simply because his a surviving widow that he wasn't related to, simply because she had been Atsara. In the context of yibum he would have been asserted to her. So maybe in the context of non yibum, he's also asserted to her. And that's the only reason, Now the Pasuk is teaching, Whoa, Barry, do you realize, now we took the Pasuk of Aleah, which we always thought was ushering her in the case of yibum, and we're turning it on its head, and we're saying, no, Aleah's is doing the exact opposite. It's mattering her in the case of not yibum. Is your brain turned into a pretzel now, Andrew? Because <laughs> this is very... We just turned it on its head. We said that Alea is teaching you that it's not Yibum. Here he comes. I'll never mention Rami Barhama, I don't think, without pointing out that he was Shira Schmidman's PhD thesis in Hebrew University about Rami Barhama, um, So she knows everything about him. So Rami Rami is very sharp, always very sharp. He's going he's to have the odd counterintuitive suggestion here. Oh my goodness, Rashi. Erva, by the way, maybe the Erva, once you're going to go, let's take it basically to the absurd extreme. Once you're going to go and you're going to say that Aleha is telling you that the Tzara can be married, maybe the Erva can be married? Shaloba Like the whole thing is turned on its head. That Arias... This is very counterintuitive, right? What, that our raias are only asafiibim, but otherwise they're mutter? That doesn't make any sense. But I'm telling you, you turn these psukim and these limudim upside down enough times, you don't know which way is up. <laughs> That's what's going on. So he says like this. Ra- say that, uh, yeah, no. So Rava says, Rava says, kom mitzvah sir, shalom kom mitzvah So Rava is trying to turn this Ferris wheel back on its head and say, wait a minute, are you serious? In other words, it, it's a kava if you're going to say that you can't have an erva, b'moko mitzvah, which is yibum, so then, what, you're going to say that when it's not in the context of yibum, you can marry an erva? That, that doesn't make any sense at all. But Rabbi Berchama, who's sharp enough, and he was anticipating this, says like this, watch this, I'm late. Tsara tochiach, well, you can learn it from tsara. Demoko mitzvah asira. After all, isn't that counterintuitive thing? Exactly what we say by tsara? We say by tsara that for yibum, she's aser. But for regular marriage, if she had gotten divorced, or if Ruvain had kids, she's mutter. Doesn't that strike you as weird uh, that she can own that she's only usher for the mitzvah of Yibum? So Rami Rachama has basically set you up. He, 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 I don't know if he really, his heart, he really meant it for Arias, but he's trying to retort to Rava. Right? He's saying, Rava, you're not making any sense. You're being mutter the tzara Shaloba, and mokem you're going to let her walk. That doesn't make any sense. Says the, so right. So Rava says, Alecha Markra bechayeha. Yeah, because of your argument, that's why we actually need another Pusuk. It says bechayeha that you can't take a wife's sister in her lifetime. Call she bechayeha. That means that in all circumstances, as long as the wife is uh, still alive, whether it's ibum or not ibum, she's going to be usher to you. So bechayeha. In other words, right? An erva is always an erva is always usher, whether for ibum or not for ibum. So he's in kind of conceding to Rabbi Bechama that we need a Pusuk for that. So the Rabbi Muhammad says, no. No. Don't, you, you, can't, you can't bring that Bechaya in here, right? You don't get to say that Bechaya is, is used to teach you also when she's not at Zarah. Because guess what? We already need the Bechaya. We need to learn a very unique din uh, indeed, which is that your wife's sister is always ushered for you. By the way, even if that woman, that's a person's wife, even if they got divorced, is always, as long as she's alive, right, you can't ever marry her sister. In other words, a person can't marry a woman, divorce her, and then marry that person's sister. You're not allowed to do that. So long as that woman who had been your wife is still alive, Bechayeah teaches you a unique idea that you cannot ever marry her sister. So we already have the Pasuk of Bechayeah used for something. We can't use it to uh, counterbalance this sharp, uh, counterintuitive idea of Rami Barchama. So says the Gemar, okay, okay. Rav says, nope, I can still learn that from Visha el achosa. I don't need your Bechayah. I'm still using my Bechayah for my thing, which is to say that the Achos Isha, and all the Arayas are always gonna be Usar in the non-case of Yibim. But Rami Bachama, uh, if you follow the uh, the PhD thesis, he's not only sharp, but he's persistent. He's not letting go of this. Rami Barchama says, Alakosa, mean it's <laughs> Garshasharia. Yeah, this pasuk that you're at, taking for me, Rava, um, I would have taught, I would have still thought, right, isha el-achosa. Guess what, v'isha el-achosa. So long as there's ishas. But what case did I tell you, Andrew? A man marries a woman, divorces her, and he still can't marry her sister. Well, guess what? Does v'isha el-achosa sound like that? I am here to say, says Rami Bahama. I posit that it does not, because isha implies ishas. It's only when you have the issues to the woman that you can't marry a sister. So you still need bechaya, says Rami bar-chama, if you want to her, her sister so long as the woman is alive. There it is. Black and white. And even if they get divorced, right, a man can't marry his ex-wife's sister either. Oh. So now we need to bring in it's like he beat Rava to a pulp and now somebody else needs to come in to take on Rami Barchama. Look at his erudition. El of You need both Psukim. First it says, you should not take a woman in addition to her sister to make them tsaras, right? That that means that the tsara is also Ah, oh, And in that same pasuk it says what? Legalos ervasa, which implies what? That only one of them is Asr. Oh, wow. There's a whole new thing. Okay, Tsad, how's only one of them Usr? Bimkom mitzvah In other words, if it's Yibum, then both the wife and the sister are going to be Usr. mitzvah, he it's a There is a case where what? Where the erbah is usr, but the tsar is mutter, what is that? That's outside the context of the mitzvah, which is to say, let's say Ruvain, who in every case that we've used until now passed away tragically childless. Let's say that he passed away. But not childless; he had a lot of children. That's the one case where an Erva obviously would be also to Shimon, right? His surviving brother would not be married, uh, allowed to marry an Erva. But sure enough, if one of the one of the co-wives, uh, the, uh, the widows, is not related to him, is certainly could marry. Uh, he, then then certainly Shimon could marry her, right? Once Reuven passed away, and therefore the psukim are all conspiring against uh, Rami Barhama And it's really a way of reviving Rava's Pshat and saying that Aleha could be, in fact, talking about, right, the tzara. The Gemara, however, says, not so fast. E'pachana. You know what? I could turn that on said also and say like this. Bimkom mitzvah hi asur Right? That in setting, this is not what we say, so it's going to seem very counterintuitive. But when you have the mitzvah Yibum, the tsar should be mutter. In other words, if all you're saying is we need a scenario where the tsara would be mutter, so maybe it would make more sense, and in fact, logically, it would make more sense that the one... Why is it that we, we still... right The kernel of Rami Bar-Chama's pshat it, it could still be uh, kept alive in these psukim. Because if you're saying that all the psukim are coming together to teach you that there is a case where the tzara is mutter and the erva is oser, well, the case that would make the most sense should be in the case where of Yibum, where it's a mako mitzvah. In other words, if you're going to say that there is a case where both the tzara and the, and the erva have the same din, then it should be that they're both Asr, Not that they're both mutter, in the case of Yibum. That's counterintuitive. Rather, not that they're both Asr in the case of Yibum. They should both be Asr in the case of non-mitzvah. In other words, the kernel of Rami B'chammer's pshat is that why are we dafka osering the tzara in a case of mitzvah? That's the counterintuitive part. We should, if we're going to ask her the tzara, so ask her in a case where it's not a mitzvah. Why, dakha for yibum, does he lose out yibum because of a tzara? Right. That's the question. It says litzurah, so it does say litzurah, but maybe litzor should apply now. Obviously, the is said in the context of yibum, but maybe it should apply when she's not mitzvah. So the Gemara says lo yomar aleha. Right. So the whole thing of aleha now comes back to. Turning everything and putting the world back on its axis the way we remember it, which is to say that all of it is in the context of yibum. So that when tsara is aser, even though logically you would say when it is aser, she's aser to you, she love a mitzvah. teaching you that even malka mitzvah, right? It's even though it's counterintuitive, as Rashi points out that the he says Rashi that you're not allowed to do. Yibum anay tzara, right? Even though it's b'mokom mitzvah. Okay, so we pretty much finished that up. And it's 625, so we're up to Amalei Ravashi in the middle of Chesom Bays, And I want to wish everybody a freilichin Purim. Uh, but we'll be here, God willing, Purim morning uh, before, before davening. But not tomorrow, because I have to, I'm going to be in New York all day. Uh, all right. May the neshama of Baruch Zaman have an aliyah. I'm going why, to be there all day.